it's really humbling when you realize that you're not as important to someone as they are to you. So I really put Pauline as my number one friend, but if Pauline puts me as her number three friend, that hurts. What's up, fam? My name is Tim. This is my beautiful wife, Pauline, and you are tuning in to another episode of the W Podcast, where you get wisdom in the world with the wheelers. Hey. We're excited because today we're talking all about friendships. What about your friends? Friendships are super, super, super important and honestly, a very, very difficult thing to navigate as adults. Yeah, here's the thing most people don't realize you are never going to be a great spouse if you don't know how to be a great friend. So you may be listening to this like, I thought y'all was about dating. Like, yeah, we're going to help you date. But in order to do that, you have to learn how to be a good friend first. And so many people are struggling in this area. And we're definitely not trying to come like we're the best friends in the world because we always have growth that we're working on. But if you remember last year, we had a post that goes viral like every few months. (laughs) talking about adult friendship requires grace. And it was a simple message that we have to give grace to our friends because adulting is hard. You got work, some people got kids, some people got spouses, some people got businesses, and you're just trying to figure out how to do it all while still loving God, still going to the gym, still keeping your mind in a healthy place. And it can be challenging. And I think one of the things that hit people home was, hey, if you're not giving grace to your friend, it's going to be hard for you to be able to get grace from your friends when you need it because we all need grace. And and that post really just reminded us that people need help when it comes to this topic and we want to shed some light on friendship. Right. Yes, absolutely. So today we're going to talk about four tips to help you either navigate your friendships now um, or even just build better friendships in the future. Yeah. So the first one is be selfless. And here's what we mean by that. First, let me just ask you a question. Do you serve your friends? See, so many people, they think about serving at church or serving at a soup kitchen, but we don't really think about serving our friends. And that really is just simply caring for them and being intentional about what can I do to make my friend's life better? Yeah. It's not just, oh, you're moving. Let me help you move. Nobody even likes helping. (laughs) It's more so, hey, I know you had a hard week. Here's $10 to go get some lunch or go get some dinner so you don't have to cook tonight. It's, hey, I know that you're struggling with that breakup or you're struggling with your relationship with your parents. Can I pray for you? Can I just come sit on the couch with you and watch a show? Like It's things like that when we say, are you selfless? Because that requires you to take time out of your busy schedule, your life, and be intentional about serving somebody else. Yeah, I think one of the hard things about that is some of you are probably sitting or you might be listening like yeah Tim that sounds good like that sounds I wish I could I could do that but I have problems of my own I have my own family I'm trying to raise I have you know my own business that I really don't have enough time to even pour into you know my myself my family whatever the case is and if that's where you are like that's okay and that's when you want to make sure that you are asking for grace from your friends you know be like hey I can't come to your birthday dinner or I'm not able to come um, to, you know, an event or something like that that's important to you. I'm not there for you the way that I wish I could be. 
I, I mean, maybe I can't do that, but I can do this. You know, I can send you $10 for lunch because sometimes we're in seasons where we have more money than we do time. And, um, you know, you can send them their favorite food. You can send them, you know, their favorite um, just item, buy their groceries, whatever the case is. Something that you're already doing uh, within your schedule just to show them that, you're, that you care about them. Um, and that can be a way to maintain friendships because really at the end of the day, it's all about showing love. And even you mentioned about like serving and if you think about serving at like a soup kitchen or like a volunteer situation, you're not expecting anything back from those people. You're like, hey, you know, I want to... I want to give what I have and um, whatever way that that's going to bless you and, and, and benefit you, that's what I want to do. And sometimes we can kind of have laundry lists with our friends like, oh, you weren't there for me for this and you didn't show up for that. And it makes it honestly very hard for that person to even want to show up because they're like, man, you know, if I, if I go to Tim's party, he's just going to be mad at me because I didn't go to the last one. I haven't been here in six months. So always have open arms and show love to people even when they haven't shown love to you the way that you need. Yeah, absolutely. So the second point, we got four points to help you be a better friend, help you what to look for in a friendship. The second point is be humble. And here's what we mean by that. You have to be okay with not being the most important person in your friend's life. I feel like that's hard for some people. It's hard to, I saw a tweet actually the other day that said, it's really humbling when you realize that you're not as important to someone as they are to you. So I really put Pauline as my number one friend but if Pauline puts me as her number three friend, yeah. that hurts. It does. And it's tough because that person has the right to do that. There's no like, you know, it's, that's why marriage is so um, sacred and so set apart because you're both saying like, you're my number one, I'm your number one versus friendship. They may be your best friend, but they could have another best friend mm -hmm. and they don't have to run it by you. They don't have to get your approval. <laughs> and it's not their fault that they have, you know, things have changed for them. And they can still love you and, you know, be yeah. there for you. And we're not saying that you shouldn't have someone in your life that is number one to you and you're number one to them. Like, that's great. But what we are saying, hopefully you get the overall theme of this podcast today, is that seasons are yeah. what really are important when it comes to friendships. So there's a season where me and, for example, me and a best friend are really close. And then there's a season where they're off doing work and doing business and we can't talk as much as we were talking. That doesn't mean we're not friends. Right. That just means it's a different season. There's a season yeah. where I meet some new people who we're really hitting it off because we're going in the same direction. And friends of the past, we still cool, we still love each other, but we just not hanging out every day. That doesn't mean that we never will again. And I think so often we have this fatality when it comes to friendships like, oh, if we don't talk right now, oh, if the group chat isn't popping right now like it used to be, then it never will be. And that's not the case. But sometimes it will be the case. And that's good. It's yeah. okay. Because you want to be able to grow. Right. And I think it's really hard in your, when you're an adult, because especially in your 20s, because you're so used to being around your friends and having like that convenience of oh we go to school together we play ball together like we ha we're around one another you have that proximity benefit and then as you get older you know some people don't all graduate college you know the same time uh, everyone's definitely not working at the same job some people move away some people get married right after college. Some people don't. A lot of people don't. Um, and that changes things, you know. So it's very hard because for, like, the majority of our lives, like, 18 years 
even up to someone could say 20, 21, 22 years, our lives are all running in the same direction at the same pace. But when after 20s, after college, some people go to grad school, like everyone just kind of veers off in their own way. And then you, you start making friends with people, other people who are married, other people who have kids, other people who live in this area, other people who have this type of job or in this industry. And there's nothing wrong with it, but I think we have to change our mindsets to know like, hey, I'm happy for that person. Yes, we don't talk as much as we used to. Maybe I only see you once a year instead of every day <laughs> when we were roommates in college. But, and like extending that grace, because you, you would want them to extend that grace to you as well. Um, I think that there's a lot of times we, like I said, I've, you know, it's, everyone's experienced it where you're like, man, you know, people are mad at me for not being there for them, but they don't know my mom is sick. They don't know. I just got this really bad diagnosis and I'm, I'm just getting out of bed. It's just really hard for me mentally right now. And then I have you in my phone telling me how horrible I am. <laughs> I'm like, I don't need that. Um, so you always have to be kind to people. And like you said, be humble and assume like, dang, Maybe Tim hasn't reached out to me because he's having a really hard time. Yeah. And just assume that and, like, you know, give people the benefit of the doubt. Yeah. And, again, um, we mentioned how all of these points will help you when you're dating somebody because you need to be able to be selfless when you're in a relationship because there's going to be times where they're not able to talk to you as much as you would like. Yeah. And you got to be okay with that. You can't be, why are you never calling me? Why are you never texting me? Yeah, it's like, can you give them some space? Yeah. And then also, it's going to be important for you to be humble. Yeah. Because that's not... <sighs> Dating, oh my gosh. Sorry, I just had some flashbacks. Dating, especially when you do it godly, it will humble you. Because there's going to be certain boundaries in place, especially if it's your first time dating as a Christian. There's going to be certain boundaries now that you have that you aren't used to when you were dating in the world. And you're used to being able to do whatever you want with your partner. And then when you have a curfew yeah. with your partner or you decide not to be in the house alone together, that's humbling. Yeah. Because you got to tell your flesh No. And you're grown, and that's not fun. The other thing with being humble and like having those boundaries, like you mentioned, is this also makes it really hard for you to be friends with your ex. So if you're having a rough time with that, um, it might be because you honestly want access to them that you once had when you were together, and now your friendship is all the way messy and confusing because your feelings are hurt, you see them date and talk to other people. And if you need more information, check out our video that we talk about about can you be friends with your ex that'll be super super helpful for you another thing that I thought about when it comes to being humble is this great book that I read called friendish and we'll link it below and one of the things that stood out to me during that book reading that book was just recognizing honestly how selfish and self-centered that I am I want my friends to be there for me in a certain way kind of drop everything for me when I need them when I'm going through a rough time this book really reminded me that nobody owes me anything friendship is such a blessing and it's so sacred and it's so beautiful but it's also fluid friendship and marriage is fluid as well obviously you have more of a protection and more of a covenant within within marriage but friendship is fluid. I found myself just being reminded that, oh man, why am I mad at this person? Why have I drawn away 
from this person or why do I have a certain kind of feeling whenever I see their pictures or whatever the case is and sometimes you know I was convicted and remembering like yeah you you wanted them to to do something for you in a certain way but I had to remind myself like because sometimes I would say oh well I'm not going to do that for them they didn't do that for me and it's like well what type of person do you want to be are you going to be a reactive person where oh I only give what's given to me and like that's mm -hmm. not what Jesus said to do and that's not how he was that's not how I want to be and friendship can really challenge you, um, you know, to, to show up for somebody. Like we said earlier, we're talking about being selfless and giving and give to somebody who hasn't given for you. But just as you said, it prepares you for marriage because a lot of times in marriage, you know, you need to love your spouse even when they haven't done what they're supposed to do for you. But at the end of the day, God's not going to ask you, oh, why didn't you love your friend, you know, that friend the way that you were, that I equipped you to. And you say, oh, because they didn't do it for me. God's like, I didn't give them what I gave you. So it could, that book was very, very convicting. Yeah, that's good. I'm sure that will convict everybody. So we still have two more points that we want to get to. But if this is helping you, can you leave us a comment? Can you like this video? That way we know that you're getting value out of this because we never want to say stuff and help you if it's not actually helping. So definitely go ahead and do that. The next point is be grateful. So what do we mean when we say be grateful? And what I really mean by this is, are you glad that your friend is mm. in your life? Are you, do you ever think about it like that? Like, are you, do you ever sit and just thank God? Like, Lord, thank you so much that you blessed me with the friends that I have. Yeah. Because if you're not grateful, then you just assume that you should have friends. You just assume mm. that they should be in your life. You just maybe assume that you're so great that why wouldn't they want to be with you? It's and it's like... They have options. Like, you're not the only person in the world they could be friends with. Right. And it's good to be grateful because it helps you keep a soft heart towards them. Right. I feel like being grateful honestly helps you be more humble. Yeah. It helps you be more selfless. Because you don't think that it's all about you. You don't think that you deserve to have their friendship. Right. Well, that's so good. Gratefulness is such a, it's a, like a garter for joy, I found, in our lives um, and in our friendships as well. Like, we could obviously make a laundry list of things that anybody has done wrong because we're all humans, we're all sinful, we're all faulty. But how how sweet is it when you run into a friend that you haven't seen in a while and like, man, I'm just so glad to see you versus, you know, we've all had those friends where you see them and they're like, you can tell they're mad at you. You know, you're kind of giving them a certain, like, look or they're kind of, like, withdrawing and there's kind of giving you a steak eye like you all you all had that that time that experience as well and you've probably given that to somebody I know I have <laughs> um and it's not it's not good it's not godly but it's just so when you are grateful even having being grateful for the times you did have with somebody and just saying like you know man like you were you were my best friend in college like I wouldn't have gone through college without you I wouldn't have gotten through high school I would have gotten through that hard time or that sickness without you. And I'm just so, so grateful for those two years or those two months. Or even, you know, you meet somebody at summer camp and you're growing up. I know I had some friends at summer camp, but that was like my best friend for that week. Um, and just being grateful for the time that you did have. And like, really, just really understanding that, again, friendship is fluid. Like, some of us will be blessed to have friends for decades. But also, if you have friends for that long, I highly doubt that you talk every single day and every single conversation is fulfilling and loving, you know, every single, every single year. Um, you know, friendships can test the 
stand the test of time, they will be tested. Um, so I think that's another way too to think about being grateful as well. It's like, okay, maybe I'm not as close with this person at this time, but what if the Lord does bring us back together? I want to start with a clean slate. I want to have a grateful heart. I want to have a clean heart towards this person um, because you never know what's going to happen. You never know who knows who. Come on. And you never know, you know, you never want to burn bridges. Like, it's okay for doors to close and seasons to change. Like, I think it's kind of an immature mindset. If you're mad at somebody for, for moving on and growing in their life, like, mm. that's not, that's not, that's not good. And I think some of our communities, and you know, sometimes they, they really do value that or, like, kind of um, put that on a pedestal like loyalty and like oh well don't move far away because you're gonna leave us and it's like well you should want people to grow and um, be all that God has called them to be even if that means that you don't get to talk to them and, and see them as much as you would want to yeah speaking of gratefulness because you, you said something really good that reminded me of this quote that I saw today I saw a quote that said, failure to express gratitude actually says, I could have done this without you. And I think mm. that is a really good quote and a good way to think about it, especially because, again, we said that how you are as a friend will translate to how you are as a partner. And when you get in a relationship, especially a marriage, if you think your life would be just as good as it is now without mm. that person, there's no way you can be grateful. Wow. But when I know that my life is better because of Pauline, when I know that my life has done and been in places because of Pauline, like I'm so much more grateful for her. And honestly, let's break it all the way down to our faith. When I know that there's no way I can have a relationship with God without Jesus Christ, I'm going to be so much more grateful for him. So that's just something that I think will really help you when it comes to gratefulness and understanding how important that is in a relationship. So good. Point number four, we made it, y'all. Be curious. Now, we got a few different meanings by this, so buckle up, get your notepad out. We're we going to go there. <laughs> uh, but the first thing we mean when we say be curious is don't assume you know everything about your friend. Like, continue to learn them. Again, this is really important when you're married to somebody because the person Pauline is today is not who she was four years ago when we were at the altar. Like, things change. People change. Life happens, yeah. and life changes people, whether yeah. good or bad. So don't just assume that because you and your friends been down to the sandbox that you know them, that you know them like the back of your hand. Like, yeah, yeah you do know them, but at the same agree. time, be curious to continue to learn them. Ask them, hey, what are you reading right now? Yeah. Hey, what are you watching? What do you like? What, what foods do you like now that you didn't like in the past? What foods do you used to like that you like? Things like that. Like, right. Continue to be curious about them. And then what I also mean by that is be curious to make new friends. Mm. See, so many people are sad that they don't have any friends in their life right now. And it's because they stop being curious to make new friends. The best way to always have friendships in your life is to always be open to making new friends. Yeah. That means you got to be curious about, oh, this event is happening let me go check this out and see who i can meet right like sometimes you have to put yourself out there now for us introverts that can be hard mm -hmm. but there's ways that you can make connections with person or with people so maybe you're at an event at work or maybe you're at church or maybe you're wherever find one person in the room that you can connect with because a lot of introverts they are able to connect one-on-one and not have to worry about oh i gotta try to connect with all these people just find one person you can connect with 
and you never know where that can go. It may not go anywhere, and that's okay, but you want to be somebody that wherever I go, I'm going to try to connect with somebody. Right. Now, that's so good. I love that because I think that also just speaks to being gracious towards your friends and like expecting them to change and asking about that and I think sometimes we can get in a dangerous place with our friendships because we stop asking questions we stop being curious because we just assume oh I know everything about him because you know for a season we were really really close and it's like well that was who that person was at that time he's got the same name and the same social security number but his outlook on life has changed and I think we kind of self-sabotage friendships sometimes when we make assumptions and we just say oh well I know he doesn't like that or I know that he would never do that and it's like well you really don't know people change people grow um and you should assume your friends are growing it's kind of offensive if you assume the person who you met when you were 14 is the same person and they're now 28 32 like you should have expected them to change and grow um and ask questions you know assuming that that's sometimes why our friendships can fizzle out and get stagnant or get left behind is when we stop asking questions and we stop being curious and also for my introverts out there a fun tip if you have an extroverted friend you can always lean on them and, and play on their strengths i know some people are intimidated in certain environments and like i want to meet new friends but i just don't really know how to go about that um you can always co-host a game night with an extroverted friend i know people who have done that and that's worked out well for them and you don't have to be the host or at least your name is on the invite or your name is on the text and people can say oh you know Pauline's going to host a game night at Tim's house. Like, who's Tim? Like, who's this guy? You know, this is a nice place. Like, you know, that's a way for people to walk out. Hey, thanks for having us over. And then that can spark conversation for you. If you're, re if you have like anxiety or you just really don't do well with walking up to people on your own in a new environment, uh, you can bring games with you everywhere you go. We know people who keep games like in their car or like Uno or whatever. And that's a really fun idea to create an environment and be an environmental architect if you will um, be a fun architect creating strategic ways for people to come up and talk to you if you don't do well with you approaching people on your own so all this video hopefully you've realized that it's not just helping you be a better friend now but these tips let's just go through them real quick be selfless be humble be grateful be curious all of those tips will help you be a better partner when you are blessed to be in a relationship when you are blessed to get married now if you were like i love those tips i want more i want to learn how to really be prepared to be best friends with my partner we have an amazing video you definitely want to check out it's called the six questions and five signs to see if you and your partner are good friends uh, so you want to make sure you check that out we'll put it right there and you will really get a lot of value about how do I know if the person I'm dating really is my friend or I just think they're cute. This has been another episode of the W Podcast. We hope it added value to you. If it did, we just ask that you simply subscribe. If you're already subscribed, leave a comment and we'll see you next week. Bye. Thanks for watching this video. To get more Christian relationship advice, subscribe to our channel. And make sure you check out our other videos as well.